Welcome to 7-Minute Torah. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. In this podcast, we explore the weekly Torah portion in about 7 to 10 minutes. We make modern meaning out of ancient texts, exploring them through liberal Jewish eyes. Sometimes it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Welcome everybody, thanks for joining me today. First, I have two announcements. First of all, I want to say a thank you to an anonymous podcast sponsor, someone who became a new sponsor this week, but wished to not have their name given. This person joins the growing ranks of people who give a small amount every week to help support the production of this podcast. I'm really grateful because it really does help me to be able to continue to create this content and to reach out to people and to provide liberal Jewish Torah learning. If you'd like to become a sponsor, you can do so at patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com, slash 7-Minute Torah. Our second announcement is that on Sunday, February 5th, in honor of Tu B'Shvat, which is the traditional Jewish New Year of the Trees, I am offering a free one-hour class on Judaism and the environment. That's being done through La Asok, which is the the new liberal Beit Midrash, or House of Study, that I've founded. And you can find all the information at laasok.org, L-A-A-S-O-K dot org, and it is completely free. So now let's talk Torah. It's funny to be talking about Passover in January, but that's exactly what's happening here. As we read Bo, Bo is the third parsha in Exodus, and it begins at the beginning of chapter 10 and goes through Exodus chapter 13, verse 16. In this parsha, we read the last three of the ten plagues, the plagues of locust and darkness, and finally the death of the firstborn. And we read about the people of Israel actually making their way out of Egypt. So in many ways, the Exodus begins here. It will continue into next week when we'll read the climactic Song of the Sea. But it begins here. As God gives instructions to the Israelites to slaughter a paschal offering, to put blood on the lintels of their doorways in order to stop the angel of death from coming into their houses while it's making its way through Egypt, killing all these firstborn. And then after the final plague... After the death of the firstborn, we read as follows. This is chapter 12, verse 37. The Israelites journeyed from Ramses to Sukkot, those are place names, about 600,000 men on foot, aside from non-combatants, or aside from women and children, essentially. So we have, at least according to the Torah, a group of what sounds like millions of Israelites making their way out of Egypt. And then it says, Vigam Erev Rav Alaitam, a mixed multitude went out with them, along with all their livestock and flocks and herds. So the picture that the Torah is presenting us with here is of a huge mass of life, people of all backgrounds, flocks and herds and animals carrying whatever belongings they could, making their way out of Egypt. It's an incredibly vibrant and dramatic scene. And of course, it's an absolutely foundational moment in Jewish identity, as we know because we tell about this moment year after year after year at the Passover Seder. 
So the idea that we're supposed to keep talking about this moment, that we're supposed to keep the Exodus in mind, actually begins in this parsha. I'm jumping to chapter 13 here. I'm going to read verse 3. It says, Vayomer Moshe el Ha'am. Moses said to the people, Zachor et hayom hazeh, asher avadim. Remember this day on which you went free out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage how God freed you with a mighty hand. So Moses gives a commandment to the people after they make their way out of Egypt to remember, remember this day. It's not enough that you've simply gone out of Egypt. It's not enough that you've left slavery and are moving toward freedom. You have to actually make a concerted effort to remember, to keep this day in mind. And Rashi's explanation of that verse is as follows. He says, Remember this day. This teaches that one must make mention of the exodus from Egypt every day. So we might think of the Exodus as something we talk about once a year at the Passover Seder. And that would be true. We do tell the story once a year at the Passover Seder. But we actually make mention of the Exodus far more often than once a year. We mention it once a week when we make Kiddush on Shabbat. The Kiddush refers to Shabbat as a Zecher Litziat Mitzrayim, a reminder of the Exodus from Egypt. And in fact, furthermore, we talk about the Exodus not only weekly, but daily. Every time you say the Ve'ahavta, which is, of course, part of the Shema, you say, Ani Adonai Elohechem asher Mitzrayim. I am the Eternal, your God, who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. Every time you say the Michamocha, which is also part of the daily prayer service, you're singing the song that the Israelites sang when they went free out of Egypt. Traditionally, when you put on your tefillin, it contains references to the Exodus from Egypt. So the Exodus from Egypt is everywhere in Judaism. We have annual practices, weekly practices, daily practices that are designed to help us, to help us remember this day, which is exactly what Moses commands in this parsha. So why do we talk about the Exodus so much? What's so important about the Exodus? And I want to suggest three things, three reasons that we talk about the Exodus so much. The first is that the Exodus really is a symbol or an archetype in Judaism for peoplehood. As we make our way out of Egypt, as we make our way through the Red Sea and into the wilderness, in a sense, we become a people. And it's not that the Israelites weren't already a people in some way before the Exodus, but the Exodus really becomes a nationally unifying event. From this moment forward, every time we think about ourselves as a nation, as a unified people, we will evoke the image of the Exodus of the Exodus. We will think of ourselves as that people who came out of slavery. And so Jewish peoplehood is tied up very much with the Exodus. In fact, some Midrash says that the reason the Jews were brought out of Egypt was because they maintained their sense of peoplehood and their sense of Jewish identity. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that the Exodus in Jewish thought is very much an archetype for social justice. Over and over again, the Torah mentions the Exodus as an impetus for social justice. Love the stranger because you were a stranger in the land of Egypt. Take care of the poor, the widow, and the orphan because you were mistreated in the land of Egypt. So part of the Jewish ethos 
really is that we're supposed to create a society that's different from the one in Egypt. That because we were the victims of this oppressive society, our responsibility is to build social justice in whatever society we're living. Which brings me to the third reason I think we talk about the Exodus so much, which is that the Exodus is an archetype in Judaism for redemption. Of course, the Exodus consists of the redemption of slaves, the moving of slaves from slavery into freedom. But the Exodus is more than that. It is an argument that redemption is possible. If you look at the Micha Mocha prayer, which is in the daily service and which is the Song of the Sea or part of the Song of the Sea, after we sing the Song of the Sea, after we say, Micha Mocha Baili who is like you, O God, for making us free way back when, we also say, Tzur Yisrael, Kuma Be'ezrat Yisrael, Rock of Israel, rise in our support today. In other words, bring redemption to the world that we're living in today. The Exodus stands in Jewish thought as proof that redemption is possible, as proof that even in the pits, even in the darkest, most narrow places, it is possible to move from slavery to freedom, to move from darkness to light. I think we talk about the Exodus over and over again to remind us that that can be done, to remind us that the injustices and the oppressions and the brokenness of this world we're living in aren't the end-all be-all of the world, that redemption is possible and, in fact, that we have a responsibility to try to bring redemption. So, in a sense, tikkun olam, the repair of the world, is a direct descendant of the exodus from Egypt. This was a kind of a mini-repair, a proto-repair, and the ultimate repair will be brought about by the work that we do to do mitzvot and create social justice and make this world a better place. And that, I think, is why we keep talking about the exodus over and over and over again. So happy Passover. Just kidding. Happy January. And thanks for listening. Have a great week. Just a reminder that on February 5th, Sunday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 11.30 if you're on the West Coast, I'll be teaching for an hour about Judaism and the environment. Come learn a little bit about what Judaism says about our relationship with the earth. You can sign up at laasok.org, L-A-A-S-O-K dot org, and I'll put all that information in the episode notes. Take care. 7-Minute Torah is a production of Laasok, Sacred Texts, Modern Meaning. If you enjoy this program, please consider becoming a sponsor at patreon.com slash 7-Minute Torah. For more information about upcoming learning opportunities, go to laasok.org. L-A-A-S-O-K dot org. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. Thanks for listening.